All right, what's going on, guys? Zach here, uh, hosting episode three of our FTD podcast. Um, a little bit of a different role this time. I'm going to be hosting, asking the questions. And with me today, I have the great Bambini, Nick Bambini, joining me, the Detroit Tigers. What's going, what's going on? on, Nick? How are you? Uh, doing well. Just got the file downloaded. The Tigers are uh, overachieving a little bit. <laughs> Well, that's a good start, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's what you if that's what you necessarily want right now, but I mean, we've only played seven games. I I think we've had two rainouts already. Oh boy, yeah. Actually, I uh, I didn't realize that that uh, setting was enabled, and I had to go in and uh, disable it, so you won't be seeing any more rainouts. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I had one rainout against Kansas City and one against Cleveland. I actually had one versus San Diego too, so they've been pretty frequent early in the season. <laughs> yeah. a- April showers. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, so what's uh? Let's let's give the people that don't know you. I know a lot of people know you, but the people that don't give your give a little intro, a little bit of your history with OOTP. Well, I've been with this crew for four four years. Is it? It's crazy to think about. Yeah, uh, about four years. But I've been playing OOTP. I started. I've been playing. I'm. 32 right now i've been playing the game since i was 13 i think it was it was whenever theo got uh the red sox job i thought he was the coolest guy in the world (laughs) and then he signed with my cubs and now i definitely think that uh but i've been this is really the only online league i've been playing recently tsl and now ftd uh for those who don't know, and TSL and the Cubs, and I think I've done a pretty good job over there, but only have one title to show for it. You've definitely had a lot of success over there. I, not enough, but. So you, you've been with us four years now. Well, you've been with the TSL crew for four years. Um, you're, you're a real-life Cubs fan, and you run the Cubs in TSL. You've had success over there. Originally, when you joined FTD, you wanted to take the Chicago White Sox, and you decided to make the switch to the Detroit Tigers after you and I had talked a little bit, and we were filling the or struggling to fill the Tigers. Um, what'd you see with Detroit? Why'd you want to make the switch? It was uh, mostly those three pitchers, especially Mize and Manning. Uh, the White Sox, as interesting as they are, especially with how young they are. Uh, and especially with guys like, especially Luis Robert or Robert, <laughs> as uh, Joey would call him. Uh, it was just a different, I like a rebuild and I didn't, I haven't had an opportunity to do one in a while because I had just been focusing on the Cubs and they are, weren't, were not a rebuild at all, which is why I didn't want them this time around, even though it was a cash league, it probably would have made it a little bit easier on myself. But I decided I wanted more of a challenge, and I wanted to get away from the huge budget. In TSL, my budget is far too big. It, it's <laughs> enormous. I think it's up to 270 now. I just wanted a whole different type of experience this go-around. And then uh, Tigers are pretty devoid of talent. There's not a whole lot going on there, especially since Miggy is all washed up now. There's just nothing like in OTP 20, whoever starts with the Tigers at least has an opportunity to trade Miggy because he's still very good in that game for at least the first two years. But here, just waiting for him to retire. 
right off into the sunset. I'm a little disappointed Garden and I won't play him more, but I'll, <laughs> I'll let Ron do his thing. I forgot you are you use the the manager. You let the manager make the decisions, right? I will definitely be doing that this season. Very I don't cool. think we'll be very good, but <laughs> but that's how um, I play solo. I play. I let them. I just play GM only when I play solo. I, I do in certain games too. I think it adds a different element. You know, a little bit more realistic. I'd say if you just want that GM experience, you got to kind of put the effort into finding the manager that suits you. Right. And so I re- I respect that. You have to dig a little bit to find that guy too sometimes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm looking at I'm looking at your budget, your uh, your books for this year. Miggy's got the big contract, like you said. You, you're going to hope he he retires. But after after 2020, outside of Miguel Cabrera, you got a bunch of pretty much league minimum salary guys. Right. Technically, lot, you're gonna... I could have a clean slate as early as next season. Right. Yeah. So I mean, this was a. Like you said, you wanted to rebuild. This was a great opportunity. Tigers, even though they don't have the major league talent right now, you're going to be you're going to have the flexibility to do what you want with this club, right? Especially with the pitching is pretty much going to pay for itself through probably 2025 or 2026. Uh, then with Riley Green, who I just wasn't even all that familiar with before this, the second I looked at him, I was like, wow. That dude looks like a future star. Yeah, he's a stud. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, – I don't know how he slipped by me when I was looking – when I was considering making the switch because I – that was like three days' worth of me thinking about it. So you you, you took control of the Tigers and uh, you, you knew the state they were in and you swung a couple of different trades to, to kick off the, the, the league. You traded uh, – Probably your two biggest major league pieces um, right away, Matthew Boyd and Daniel Norris. Do you want to talk about those deals a little bit, what you got in return, what you saw? Victor Reyes as well. I forgot about him. Yeah, I think uh, Philly would say that uh, they made that trade for Reyes. Norris was just kind of there too. Uh, But with Boyd, Boyd was easily my best trade ship that I wanted to move. Uh, and I was targeting, there was a different middle infielder that I was looking at, and then plus Jeter Downs then came into it. And uh, I'm a real-life fan of Jeter Downs, so I don't mind. I wish his contact was a little bit better this time around, but, you know, it's OOTP. Who knows what it'll look like in a couple months? Absolutely. But I was just trying to get, because I didn't need to make any of those trades right away, and I was content with waiting till July to even move uh, Boyd. Boyd was the one I wanted to move quicker because he's 29. Right. But saw the top 100 prospect, which was my goal to get one of those. And then a couple younger guys who have, who show potential somewhere. That's usually always been my strategy with trading anytime, but I would definitely, I mean, just looking from the outside in on the, in regards to the Matthew Boyd trade, I think um, both teams could call that deal a win-win. Obviously, you're looking to move any major league talent that you don't see fit for the future. And 
acquire it seems like you're trying to acquire any type of young asset that you can and i think you got a pretty good return there and the the red sox got two major league pieces and they're a big budget team they should be able to extend those guys for as long as they want them in boston yeah his only thing was that he wanted good rum in it Mm. good rum while i like him i think he may not be effective anymore by the time the tigers are competitive which i would say 2022 at the earliest that's still big there's a lot of ifs, but those pitchers are right around the corner. I could realistically call them up this year, but I probably will not. Especially, I mean, Mize and Manning look good to go, but yeah, I mean, the rest I, of the I'm, Detroit Tigers are not. Right, right. Why, why rush them and start the the service time if you don't have to? Right. There's a handful of guys who I think will be ready next season, like Isaac Paredes. All three of those pitchers, downs could be. I mean, even my, even the number one pick could be ready fairly quickly. Right. So, I mean, all right. Let's talk about the Phil, the Phillies trade. Victor Reyes and Daniel Norris go to Philadelphia. You get uh, was it five minor leaguers coming back, including Mickey Moniak. Yeah, he was. And Adonis Medina. Yeah, those were the two I really wanted. Moniak, young, former first round pick, a lot of potential still. Got a couple younger teenagers in there, which I always try to get in trades. Lottery tickets, as I like to refer to them as. They may never turn into anything. But Moniak should be patrol. Although Daz Cameron's off to an electric start, so that center field position may never open up. <laughs> he is off to a terrific <laughs> start. I, I saw his numbers after the sim today, and I was like, man, pretty good. So, small sample size, obviously, but very yeah, good start. Him and Jake Rogers. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Medina could easily he'd look he would look terrific in that fourth slot in my future rotation behind Manning Mize. But yeah. And then you also got Cornelius Randolph in the deal. I know he's another former first round pick of the Phillies. So you, you took uh you took quite a bit of their minor league talent, you know, some some high end guys. Looks like another good return for you. Yeah, I've just tried to make my minor league system as deep as I possibly can because if you could build from within, the rest is rather easy in this game. Absolutely. All right, let's let's move on to the draft. You had the first overall pick. Uh, you, you made your selection rather rather quickly. I've been agonizing you it for took... days. <laughs> yeah, 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 you have. But so you, you took uh, the 21 year old shortstop out of Vanderbilt, six foot 170, Austin Martin, number one overall. Talk about him, what your hopes are for him, where you want to start him off at, how quickly he may be available. Well, I won't lie, I did want to take Torkelson. He just isn't as appealing in OOTP as he is in real life. But Martin, I mean, he, you just look at him and when you see like the best possible seasons that Corey Seager has had no OTP. That's what he looks like to me. I mean, obviously you know what Seager turned into a TSL. He's the best player in league history. Absolutely. And I don't know if Martin will stick at short. He'll get a little bit better from the defensive ratings I see. Um, But he really doesn't have a hole in his game. He could develop a little more power, but that's really it. He's just a... yeah. I'm I'm looking at him right now, and he he looks. I mean, he, from everything, you know, speed defensively, 
Uh, like you said, the the power, the home run power might be a tad low, but there's room for development. There. If he hits 25, else, though, though, he is above right. Average. He could hit yeah. 330 every year, steal 20 bases, play. He probably is at least league average at shortstop. Probably a little bit better, but. Do you see a potential switch to third base in his I've future? been heavily considering it, but I'm going to let him, unless I find my, I don't have a better shortstop in my system right now. So unless that happens, um, I see Martin at least starting as a shortstop. I don't know long-term whether he sticks there. Cause that would, I would say his, I highly value three positions defensively catcher shortstop and center. And uh, he's not quite there, but he's got a chance to be pretty close and at least good, probably through the age of 30 there. I kind of see defensively him progressing sort of like A-Rod. That's a a, a good comparison, I think, defensively. Strictly defensively. Offensively, he's not the same player as A-Rod, but. Where uh, you got any prediction for where he's going to slide in on your your prospect rankings? I when you get him signed, think number one. You think mm, it'll be above Casey? It's going to be close, but I've seen him in solos debut as high as like the number three overall. That was a big part of. Well, I just think he's probably the best draftable player. The surest thing, Asalasi's was very tempting, but I mean, how many aces do I need? I mean, I think I've got two of them in my minor league system. And I think those guys are sure things. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you got Casey Mize and Matt Manning, for those who aren't familiar with your system, are the two you're referring to as uh, potential aces coming up. Then you also got Tariq Skubal and Franklin Perez and Joey Wentz, who are also very talented young arms in your system. And a bunch of others beyond that, Right, like Medina... I think I am pretty good at drafting pitchers, mostly high school prep players. Uh, but we'll see how they develop. Those guys usually take at least five years, so they might not even be around while Mize is around, if depending who I draft the rest of the way here. But I do enjoy drafting pitchers. So, I mean, it seems like you've kind of got the foundation for your next uh... – your next wave of Detroit Tigers coming through with those those arms, and then we touched on Riley Green and now Austin Martin. I mean, you you got the foundation. Yeah, I just need there. to find some power on this team. Green's got some. And that's always something. That's always something that you you could address. You know, free agency trades, whatnot, outside the organization with the the budget space that you may have coming. Right. Available. If I make my system what I would like it to be, and it's actually already pretty close there. Um, then I should be able to make any trade that I could possibly want to do. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about your expectation for this year and then beyond. What are you what are you hoping to see for 2020? And then I know you said earlier 2022 at the earliest for when you think Detroit might be able to contend. Um, what are you hoping to see progress? You know, over the next couple of seasons. This year, I'd like to see the hand. I don't have many players on the roster right now that I think will be there when Detroit is good. Uh, Namely, as mentioned earlier, Jake Rogers could be around and Daz Cameron could still be around. 
Other than that, I'm really not sure. Candelario could get hot and stick around. Otherwise, it's a lot of journeyman players on the team right now, so I'm not expecting much this year. I mean, this team's just filled. CJ Cron, Jonathan Shoup, Jordy Mercer, Cameron Mabin. It's just filled with journeyman guys. So I think uh, I think if we can stay ahead of Kansas City, my good friend Mark Rogers, uh, then then I would call that a pretty good success. But if we end up being the worst team in the league, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world this year. I think that's pretty much how our old friend yeah. Deke did it. Yeah, yeah, yep. What about uh, what about next year? What kind of hope you, or what kind of jump are you hoping to see? You know, from this year. Next to Next year, year will be interesting because I will have, I assume, a lot of rookies. Because I think, I think all three pitchers make their debut. I think all three of them will be on the opening day roster. I think Jeter Downs will be on the opening day roster. I'll have a lot of guys who will probably be eligible for rookie of the year. But unless Miggy retires, I won't have much flexibility to do anything free agent wise. I mean, Jordan Zimmerman's off the book. So I'll have, what's it say? Like 30 million. A lot, a little bit, a little bit, a lot less than I'm used to. Um, But really if we can flirt with 500 in 2021, that would be a major success. Uh, this year, as long as we aren't – this year, I have no expectations, to be honest. There's just I – think, I, think I think that's a fair way of There's just no talent you, on this You understand team. the – right. I mean, like you said earlier, look at the names that you got on your team. Um, Cameron Maven, Jordy Mercer, uh, CJ Cron, Jonathan Scope. I mean, these guys are – guys that were big in the late 2000s, early 2010s that are just kind of hanging around now, Jordan Zimmerman, you know, so you got realistic expectations. Um, Sounds like exciting times are on the way, though, in Detroit. Yeah, we'll see. I just went to my team's meet the team. My team's top players are Spencer Turnbull, Ivan Nova, and Jonathan Shoup. Ivan Nova is another. (laughs) Yeah, Nova. I actually like uh, Nova, um, mostly because – Last year, he pitched unbelievably well in real life against my Cubs uh, while the Cubs lit up their much better pitcher, uh, Giolito. Yeah, yeah weird how that works. All right, so like I said, exciting times on the way. Give me uh, – before we go, give me, give me your prediction on what type of – what type of draft pick are the Detroit Tigers going to have next year? Are they going to be in the top five, top 10, top 15? What's your, what's your pick? I'm going to say. For 2021. I think top three. Top I think three? our three and okay. four record is, well, like a small sample size, seven game sample size and 162 game season is nothing. But I think we will be one of the worst teams in the league this year. I don't think there's any way around that, especially once injuries start. I mean, I've already lost Joe Jimenez for a month. Uh, I just can't imagine this season going well. But our division's kind of strange. Kansas City's sort of in the same spot, although Minnesota Cleveland and the White Sox are off to a bad start but are much more talented than that. Uh, But, yeah, I'm just looking at the overall standings, and I just don't see a lot of teams with less talent than 
what Detroit <laughs> currently has. And I will probably get rid of some of the better players still. Cameron Maven's actually gotten a lot of people asking, more people than I would have thought asking about him, especially this early in the season. Yeah, that's that's kind of shocking to me. And well. then the rest <laughs> of those players I named I can't trade yet. I do think CJ Cron will be playing somewhere else. And I think Nova will be playing somewhere else. Cool. Well, Nick, anything you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, I think that is it. I'm extremely excited to see how your one of this league turns out. I know it'll be like TSL and last a long time. And it's my first cash league, so I'm really excited overall to just see how everything works out. And I think I think the league in general will be excited to see how the Detroit Tigers um, progress over the years. And like I said, I think once we start seeing that minor league talent um, get to the major league level, as soon as next year, like you said earlier, it's going to be exciting times in Detroit. So, Nick, thanks, thanks for, for having joining me, Zach. me on episode three of our podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed it, and uh, we'll we'll be back with episode four soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys.